Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. What the hell's going on here? I, I literally told him, I was like, you're in high school. And then he's like, no, I'm not in high school. Like, you, you f***ing idiot. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, jeez, this, this guy's definitely not coming here now. <laughs> the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Kind of the main difference is that we're just pouring our hearts and souls into the sport. And I know our guys want to win. And that's what, what hurt in that moment and what I had to kind of overcome and and come to the realization, you know, this is what I signed up for. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom. Whether you are dropping the kids off at school, walking to class, whatever you like to do when listening to podcasts, welcome in to Athletes Unfiltered, episode number eight. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Ekstrom, along with Nebraska quarterback, Adrian Martinez. Adrian, how's it going? It's going good, going good. Uh, happy to be back in the studio recording a little bit here and uh, excited for this week's episode. Oh, yeah, and I mean, things have happened since we've last recorded. The season is officially underway. I mean, it's exciting, right? It is, it is. Um, best time of the year, especially yep. in Nebraska. Um, it's hard to beat fall. Uh, fall weather, fall football, just the entire atmosphere around campus is uh, unmatched. So really exciting. Yeah, and it's a little bit of relief, too, because this is the first time in two years that it's a n- kind of a normal football season. Yeah, you know, you almost forget what it feels like yeah. and uh, a full memorial stadium and, and what, you know, a morning in Lincoln, Nebraska looks like on, on game day. It's uh, it's special, and, and you sort of forget about it, and I did a little bit just because of the whole COVID year, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of time. A lot of things have happened since then, and... Uh, Man, it's just nice to be back. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a good episode, episode number eight. We have Levi Falk and Oliver Martin coming up in just a little bit. They join us to talk a little bit. But first, we're going to talk some early season results and just everything that goes along with that. Then we're going to do a mailbag, mm. which should be pretty interesting. First, Adrian, let's talk through the season a little bit. You guys, let's go game by game. First, Illinois season opener. You guys dropped that one 30-22 at Illinois, hard-fought game. Just, I mean, I know you talked about this in press conferences and whatnot, but, I mean, from your standpoint, how would you evaluate that game? Yeah, as you put it, it was definitely a tough uh, a tough one for us as a team and a, a tough loss. You know, it it was filled with lots of errors, you know, and, and mistakes and something that we definitely need to avoid and we're, we're trying to avoid. You know, you start with my fumble and uh, special team troubles and – this and that and the other, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, and they beat us. You can't make those type of mistakes at this level, and especially not in a Big Ten football game or else the team's going to beat you, you know. And on any given Saturday, anyone can beat anyone. So if you don't show up to play, it's not going to go your way. And, uh, you know, to my knowledge, and, you know, I felt like the guys were ready to play and we were ready to go. We just didn't execute the way we needed to. Now, Let's talk a little bit about after the game ended and you guys walked into that locker room. I know that was a big game. It's season opener. It's a conference opponent. What was the message and the atmosphere of the locker room right after that game? Yeah, well, it, it was obviously filled with lots, a lot of disappointment. You know, um, it's not like guys are walking around smiling after after yeah. a game like that. It's uh, you know, it was a tough loss, a really tough loss, and so it was pretty quiet. Um, Coach Frost obviously came in and talked to us, and I think a lot of the, you know, what 
you lose a game like that, you know, there's kind of like a a decorum, if you will, like a, a way you you act. You know, when you get on the plane, you get on the bus, we're not joking around. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, we just won a big game. It's kind of like it's it's silent. And um, in my mind, that's kind of the way it should be, and that's the way it was. Uh, guys were pissed off, and um, rightfully so. But I think it, it's a, it was a great motivating tool, something that we will use. And um, now where I'm sitting at, we still have the whole season in front of us. Our season isn't lost on a week one loss. You know, we still have the whole season ahead of us, and um, maybe 24 hours or so after that game, you know, that perspective was was pretty much gained from the entire team. Well, to find an observation I made that was interesting is that I think there was a silent confidence coming from you guys in terms of, yeah, like you mentioned, this isn't, this is one game. This is not going to define our season. Unlike previous years, I don't know, you could speak on that, but it just felt like this team wasn't turned away after a loss as much as previous teams the last few years. Mm. Yeah, you know, I I would say that's somewhat fair to say. Um, our guy, I just our guys are confident in our group, you know, and know what we're capable of. Like I said earlier, any team can beat anyone on any given Saturday. When we play the way we're supposed to play and execute, we know we're capable of beating anyone, um, and we know we could do that. And we didn't do it Saturday uh, or that that Saturday, um, but know we're capable of that for the remaining Saturdays of this season. Uh, our guys weren't just. Disc- I mean, we were pissed off, disappointed right in that moment, but we weren't discouraged. Far from it. So that was a positive sign for me and and something I've definitely tried to push in the team. Now let's talk about something happier in context of that game. You break off with a 75-yard run. I mean, almost untouched. Maybe it was untouched. How good did that feel? Yeah, well, it came in a a time in the game where we definitely needed something. Uh, Needed a little spark on the offensive side and – I felt good about the play. I knew what I was seeing on the defensive end. I knew what they were bringing. Uh, they brought a, a corner blitz off the edge and were pretty light to the backside and found a hole to scramble through and just took off. And uh, it was a big moment um, for us as a unit. It got our energy going. It got us going. But, um, you know, still had a couple more opportunities either earlier in the game or, or later in the game where we could have maybe changed the outcome. But I'm. Um, that specifically, I, I was pretty hyped yeah. about that. Well, then you made some good connections with our <laughs> guests coming up a little later. Yeah. Oliver Martin, over 100 yards. This is pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Oliver, uh, happy for him. He he had a good game, um, showed that he could be a reliable guy, stuff I knew, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and um, have a lot of trust in him. You know, threw up a, a 50-50 ball to him. You know, he made some big plays, and um, I know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. And excited to see more. You know, I think that was just the tip of the iceberg for him. Well, let's go to the next week. 52-7 win over Fordham, but the question I want to ask, what were your feelings like running out into that stadium for the first time in 645 days? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, the thing is, <laughs> this is going to sound sort of like a, how's the phrase go, like a first-world first, first world problem, first-class <laughs> problem. Uh, when you're a captain, you don't run out with the team. Oh, you're out before. You, you go out before, so... I'm already on the field, and I watch like the tunnel walk happen, and I watch our. T- I've been doing that. This is my third year. Yeah. So, either way, when you first walk out there and you just yeah. look up and the, you feel the energy, it was uh, it was amazing. I was ready to go. Yeah. You know, I was ready for that moment, and um, I've been in the crowd before, but just to be back was yeah. was a good feeling. And then that touchdown and seeing the balloons go yeah. up. I mean, it's 
it's part of what makes Nebraska great and part of um, you know what makes playing here so special. Gosh, that's so lame. Don't get to run out with the team. Yeah, I kind of, oh. I kind of miss that. It's been a while. It's been a while, but yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm not complaining. Well, then you got Buffalo this week. We'll talk about them real quick, and then we'll move on to the mailbag. But Buffalo is interesting. A little bit looking into them. They lost some guys because Lance Leopold left for Kansas. What's your early evaluation building up to this week? Yeah, um, in all honesty, they're a really talented team. I know they played in their conference championship last year, and uh, they have a group of guys who know how to win, know how to play ball, and and, uh, played in some big-time games. So I know they'll be ready to go, and our guys will be too. They're they're no slouch of a team, and we're going to have to come out ready to execute. I don't mean to backtrack a little bit, but you had a great day against Fordham. What did you like about your play from week one to week two? Yeah, well – you know, they say the biggest improvements a team makes is from week one to week two, and I felt like our team did that, and that was a big step for us. Uh, personally, I I knew what I wanted to do, and, and that was just go do my job, not do too much, and uh, stay within myself, and I felt good about that. You know, I felt good about letting the guys make plays and, and my teammates around me, trusting those guys to do what they're supposed to do. Hey, and you get to see a couple of your fellow uh – QBs to get out there, Logan yeah. Smothers and yeah. Matt Masker getting the last You snap. saw that. Yep. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, Masker went out there, and uh, we thought he was going to take a knee, but then he ended up getting like a little inside zone play. Um, but either way, yeah, that that was awesome. Seeing Logan out there, he had a big old smile on his face getting in the game, um, doing some good things. I mean, that's another piece of that, too, is a lot of those guys got to get in and yep. kind of get their feet wet a little bit and play in front of the big crowd. Um, just big for our guys. It, it was fun. It's always fun when you win and, and win big in that way. Uh, good feeling all around. Now, I wanted I, – I was hoping Masker would just – they design a play. He can just chuck it up there, at least throw yeah, the ball it, a little bit. It that might be a fine. little disrespectful. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to see I, – I told him he should have called an audible. And that, that we, were, we were joking about that on the sideline, like audible, like Hail Mary, just freaking hug just it down there. Just it down there just yeah. get it there. Well, hey, nice catch on the uh, post-game interview, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just wasn't in media mode. You yeah. know, I, I wasn't, uh, and that's on me. It's pretty uncharacteristic <laughs> of me. Uh, <laughs> but I did catch it, just barely. It was funny that people kind of took notice to that on Twitter, but did catch myself. Uh, but I think everyone knew what direction I was going yeah. in, so I don't know how how much good it actually it, did. It was funny the way you caught yourself, too, because you are like, oh, okay, that's not okay, and then yeah. you shifted. <laughs> shifted to tail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the mailbag. We had a lot of responses to our tweet the other day. And the first one I want to start out, uh, I know these guys, Husker Sports Weekly Podcast, they done, they've done a bunch of stuff before and they release weekly. They have a question to you, Adrian. What is the most important mindset you have to have while dealing with the expectations of being a quarterback for Nebraska? And what value is the most important? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a pretty deep question and something that I've had to um, be here for a number of years to really settle on. You know, as I've talked in length on this podcast about some of my experiences, some of my personal battles, whatever you want to call them, um, getting to the spot I'm at now is, is a really good, really good place for me. And one of the big things is, is a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you hear it sometimes in classrooms and and, you know, I've read it in some books, but when you, like, fully embrace um, not being as outcome-based and more growth-based and you focus on the moment, being as present as you possibly can um, in everything you do, 
so that really helps me in practice and when I'm watching film, wherever I am, it's like, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Let's invest a hundred percent. Let's not, you know, think about this or think about class, whatever it is. Um, and when I'm on the field in Memorial stadium, you know, you sink your cleats in and you know, this, this is where I'm supposed to be right here. Present moment. Let's focus on this drive, this play, you know, this coverage, whatever, like dialing in on, on those aspects of the game. Um, and, th- and that's helped me a lot. And the value really is just trying to enjoy it. Not trying, but just just enjoying it. You know, I only have this time for so long, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no point in, in stressing too much about it. I'm going gonna, gonna to work my ass off. <laughs> you know, I'm going to yeah. work my ass off. I'm going to put in the time, put in the work, and let it play out how it's supposed to. Awesome. Next question from Trader Rojo. What is Adrian's game day routine? Yeah, so if I'm not a I'm not a superstitious guy. <laughs> I, I hate being I never want to be that way. I never want to fall into a trap where if I don't do a certain thing, I think I'm not gonna play well. Um if I had one thing, it'd be showering in the morning. Mm. One thing. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to do it. It's not everyone's thing, but I'm a big shower guy. Got to shower in the morning. <laughs> Make sure I have a, a solid breakfast that's not too heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel too heavy. Um, and really, outside of that, that's it. There are certain things that we do every uh, before every game, and that's really just our, our warm-up, things of that nature. And um, I don't have anything specifically with my equipment. It's all pretty standard stuff. So I don't, I don't have a huge routine, but um, – it's it's kind of a routine in in nature already. You know, there's a built-in routine for me, if you will. Awesome. Let's say yeah, 11 a.m. game. You've gotten accustomed to those. Oh man, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. I think I've played in like two <laughs> night games in my life, which is ridiculous. Maybe like three, three or four, but the rest have been ranging from 2:30 to 11. Mm. Yeah, and I've played in a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get 2:30 this Saturday in steamy weather. Oh, I love the hot weather. You do? I love it. Well, well that's, yeah, that's where Cali I'm from. Boy, you know, yeah. I'm from Fresno, the damn desert yeah. out there. So <laughs> I love the hot weather. Love playing in it. It reminds me of home, mm. and I feel like I thrive in it. So, Who's a player on the team who just absolutely hates the heat, who can't stand it? Uh, I don't know. That's tough. I would say some of our Midwest guys mm. or some some of the guys from the Northeast or, like, the Dakotas. Yeah. They're like, I love cold weather. It's not that they <laughs> yeah. necessarily hate the hot weather. It's just, like, they're built for the cold weather. Well, gosh, how many, what, doesn't it go up, like, five, seven degrees on turf? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So outside of our practice facility, our, our indoor, the Hawks, um, there's another turf field and then there's a grass field. So in summer conditioning, we'll go out there and, like, run some sprints, whatever. But if you go onto the grass field, you feel the temperature difference from when you're on the turf or when you're on the grass. And it's a like you feel you could see it if you're far enough away. And it's uh it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely dangerous. But I say I think it was last, it was either week zero or just this last weekend. I think it was maybe it was week zero. Someone was at Fresno State, I think. And the visiting team was worried about the game because it was at two thirty because they thought their cleats would melt. Yeah. how hot it was that's fresno for you yeah that's Fres- so i have, insane i've been in it and i i've had fall camp in it and i've played games in it um yeah i remember playing a jv game my freshman year uh i think it was out in tulare i don't know if anyone in california is listening or from california <laughs> they'd know but it's like an extension of fresno mm-hmm. damn near 
anyways, we're playing out on this field, and JV team obviously plays before the varsity, mm-hmm. so we're playing at like 4.30, and it's so high. It was it, at least 120 on the oh turf. Oh, my God. Unreal. Like, I had to put water on my cleats because it was getting <laughs> too hot for my feet Jeez. consistently. So, yeah, that was a grind. But like I said, I mean, I'm I'm in a way used to that type of heat, and I, I love it. Maybe not 120, but the heat in general, I, I like that. Wow, I don't know if I could do 120 degree heat. That's that's insane. Last one, round out the mailbag. I think I like this one. Do you have a favorite Coach Frost story? Hmm. Hmm. Well. Uh, I'll I'll say this, you know, you see us, we we ran a little option stuff mm-hmm. in the last game and in the Illinois game as well. Um, when we're at, whenever we're working on stuff like that, this guy, you should see him. He's a wizard with the option stuff. I mean, an absolute wizard. Uh, the guy, it must just be ingrained in him from all the years <laughs> of practice. Yeah. Uh, but no look pitches, you know, pump fake here, this there, reading the body. It's pretty awesome to see how well he moves around. That's just the first thing that comes to my mind. You know, obviously I've been with him for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and, and there's been a lot of good moments. Um, and honestly, the best moments I probably just won't want to share publicly, if, yeah. if I'm being honest. Um, but there's been some really good things and, and stuff I'll, I'll hold close to me forever. Yeah, the option stuff was cool. That was that was fun. Uh, that was fun on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I hope the fans got a kick out of that, you know, and I, I feel like we've, we've been pretty dialed at running that type of stuff. Well, Maybe you'll see it Saturday. Maybe not. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> <laughs> Levi Falk and Olive Martin coming up on episode eight of Athletes Unfiltered. They're pretty good, I would say, Adrian. Yeah, I would agree with you. There we go. Oliver and Levi up next on Athletes Unfiltered, episode eight. Don't go away. Plenty up ahead. Welcome back. Episode number eight of Athletes Unfiltered. And we got a good one here today. Jeff Ekstrom along with Adrian Martinez. And Adrian, we decided to bring on wide receivers this time around. Finally getting into the wide receiver group a little bit. Levi Falk and Oliver Martin joining us. Uh, pretty excited. Yeah, definitely excited to have these guys. Two of my uh, closest buddies, closest uh, receivers on the team. So excited for them to be here. Gentlemen, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. I mean, Adrian, where do you want to begin here? We got we got lots of options we can go with here. Yeah. Um, I say we start with the fact that these two did not originally start here. They're both uh, transfers in to Nebraska. Levi, let's, let's start with you. Um, you came from South Dakota. What led you to that decision? Yeah, so uh, first off, out of high school, I didn't really get recruited. I missed a lot of games because of injury, and it was always my dream to play, you know, at the biggest level. And being from the Midwest, I always loved the Big Ten. So that obviously that wasn't an option coming out of high school with limited game film and all of that. Well, you were a baseball player, right? Yeah. So yeah, if we want to go, yeah, back yeah, that we're, far. we're going back no, that far. Okay, okay. So basically, I missed all my football seasons because of injuries, but I always managed to get healthy for baseball season, and I had a had a scholarship uh, to go play baseball at South Dakota State, and, you know, then the coach left right before I was supposed to go there, and I always wanted to play football, and I wanted to play at a high level, and 
my best friend, uh, Tyler Peterson, he was playing basketball at South Dakota, talked to the football coaches for me, and they said, uh, he said, yeah, they'll have you as a walk-on. So I got a release out of my scholarship, uh, NLI, or what is it, NIL? Definitely not NIL. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, NLI. It was well, NLI, NLI, wasn't it? National yeah. Over 10, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, That's a trip. Go. All right, yeah, yeah NLI. <laughs> so I got a release out of that and decided to walk on to South Dakota. And from there, I know, I know uh, uh, ever since day one, I was like, well, if I grad transfer, I can uh, still keep my dreams alive of playing at the highest level. Mm. Uh, Power five was always the goal. And just kind of always worked at it. And then had a couple of good games, uh, one good season, and graduated uh, in three years. So decided to put my name in there, and it all came back to Nebraska. Mm. And been ever grateful for that and had a blast here so far. Let's say we've had Samori Torre on here, and obviously he's from Montana, so FCS level. Um, what are the big differences that you notice between the two? Obviously facilities and everything else, um, but what are things that stand out to you in terms of when you're at South Dakota to here? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is just the food access. <laughs> We have so much food. Like at South Dakota, we were a lot of the time we were cooking like our own meals during the summertime. Uh, during fall camp at South Dakota, we had we had food, but it wasn't like the cafeteria just for athletes here at Nebraska. Yeah, the training table is is great. I mean, we're very very lucky, and and honestly, I'm in trouble when I have to start cooking <laughs> for myself because I haven't been doing it. I just haven't. <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest thing, honestly, because I'm not a great cook. Yeah. And that was a tough time eating my own food there for a while. But that's the number one thing that sticks out is the food, um, just the money that Nebraska has. Everything yep. just seems to uh, – money helps everything. So yeah. you know, There's a lot of resources. <laughs> yeah. A lot of resources. Um, but playing on the field, I mean, the, the linemen and the linebackers mm. are just way bigger. Um, but when it comes to skill positions, you know, uh, you don't really notice that big of a uh, – gap in like athleticism like we have a ton of great receivers and dbs uh at south dakota and um that wasn't a huge difference but the the biggest difference playing is definitely the size of the the linemen mm. all right what about you oliver what was your uh sort of transition like or or kind of i know we've talked about it before but your thought process so originally you were at michigan and then iowa and now here at nebraska so at the University of Michigan, I really had a good experience there. Um, I have nothing bad to say about the University of Michigan. I thought it was a good coaching staff. I thought the way the program was operated was good. Um, and then even like my standing on the depth chart and everything was good. It was like a pretty ideal situation football-wise. But um, there was like some personal stuff off the field that – was kind of taking a toll on my mental health mm. and at the time I figured moving back home while still playing football and being in my hometown with like my family and that mm. support network you know would be conducive to having good mental health while still being able to play football the game I love so um, I ended up making the move to Iowa with that goal and Iowa was was more the same like you know 
it's it's a good football program too obviously with their record they're pretty consistent and I made a bunch of friends on that team and um, it was it was really a pretty good situation too um, but some of that mental health stuff still lingered um, there's some finer details in there that you know I don't necessarily want to get into but it made that situation not ideal for me either yeah um, so that led me to putting my name in the transfer portal again and that second time around especially um, their coaches have questions like why is this kid transferring again yeah yeah um, so I, just because of that I didn't have as many options and you know um, through my uh, one of my trainers from high school he know he knew coach Shenander personally mm. and coach Verducci is from Iowa City so he knows mm. me more I didn't so know that. than I didn't yeah you coach Verducci yeah he Goat. he <laughs> like knew everything about me from high school mm. and you know knew what I had done and the three knew sports that I about. did yeah yeah so um I think they talked to Frost and Frost you know told me he wanted me to come in and you know I still knew that I could play at a power five d1 level yeah. um and a lot of people looking from the outside in two-time transfer they're like something's wrong with him he's um not as good as he was hyped up to be in high school which is not the case at all like I I knew I still had it I could mm-hmm. compete with the best guys and a power five D one program in the big 10. hundred percent. So I took, I took a walk on position here because, you know, I still had all the confidence in the world in myself and I wanted to prove all those critics out there wrong that I had formulated over my short college career. <laughs> and, um, you know, Nebraska has, has been everything that I could want in a college football program up to this point. So I'm, very grateful and very excited to be here yeah. leading into this season where uh you know I've been in the program for a year now and um feel like I I know the playbook well and meshed with like you and the other players so I'm excited definitely yeah and I mean I'm thankful for you I'm thankful for you too Levi the fact that you guys came here um and that playbook piece I think that's a big thing because last year I mean I think it's fair to say we were you guys were still probably getting a grip on on some of those things but we collectively made a big jump as you know quarterback receivers because i think a lot of those guys who had only been there for a short amount of time like it really started clicking with them yeah like i know for me i've noticed since fall camp has been going on um that when i i see the signals and i i process it process the signals a lot more quickly than i did last fall like it's second nature like a lot of times you know, they can be signaling a play, and I'll know what it is before it's finished being signaled. Uh, Whereas yeah, last year, it was yeah. like, I need to see that two, maybe three times just to be sure about what I'm doing. Mm. So I think that's that's a huge piece to being able to play fast. And, like, also, you know what the, you process what the play is quickly. Then you can, like, look at the defense and be like, okay, how am I going to run whatever pass concept it is against this particular defense or block against yeah there's there's levels to it there's definitely levels to it and the foundation is making sure you know your stuff inside and out yeah that's what i was going to say is you know when we first got here we were spending all the time 
pre-snap because we're a uh, tempo offense, so we're spending all the time pre-snap trying to figure out what route we got. Well, now it comes like that, and we got two, three extra seconds to be look at the uh, coverage, figure out uh, what coverage they're in, how we're going to run the route, like you said, Oliver, and that's just been a huge difference, uh, especially even in fall camp, spring to fall camp. Like, yeah. We've been having way more separation on routes, and uh, it's it's all just uh, – part of the process you know it takes time to get to that level and i feel like we're at a good level right now mm, i agree i agree now give me some insight oliver and levi how do you develop chemistry with adrian adrian obviously you can chime in as well how did you guys develop chemistry because you didn't come with adrian when he first came here you guys only know in about a couple of years how did you develop that chemistry to get where you are now yeah i'm gonna Both lean, on I'm, and off i'm, the ge- I'm gonna lean back on this one yeah. I'm, I'm gonna see what they have to say <laughs> Well, for me, it first started, you know, like I was a walk-on transfer from FCS school and I sent Adrian a DM who's got like 70 million followers and a blue check mark. <laughs> so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to send him an email, uh, DM. And you sent me an email, that'd be pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm showing my age yeah. there. <laughs> so I sent him a DM, like, can we go over the playbook? Because, I mean, I didn't know a single person in Nebraska when I first got here. So it's kind of my way of like getting with the quarterback and just also like just meeting someone because mm-hmm. I wanted to meet someone. And he reached out right away, responded right away, and made time to meet with me. And uh, after that, I know like we'd go to the facilities and we were kind of just similar people and we kind of just clicked like that. So it's just a t- uh, the time off the field really gets you to click. And then once you get to the facilities, you know, you have someone to hang out with and you're just building your relationship with that. And then once you have a relationship, like on the field, you, he's more confident to come up to me and tell me like, hey, do this instead of that. Uh, yeah, whatever for that. sure. Yeah. I like try and push each other in, yeah. in a good way. You know, I get under Levi's skin every once in a while, yeah. but it's it's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comfortable with each other enough to have those yeah, discussions. It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's yeah, funny is that I agree, you know, like Levi, Levi and I pretty much clicked like right away, but this guy Oliver over here, he was pretty quiet when he first came in. I didn't know Oliver at all when he first got here. Not even a lick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely my personality a little bit is uh I'm, I'm introverted definitely especially from the start when i meet new people but to answer your question i think on the field chemistry starts with trust and trust comes from you know being where you're supposed to be consistently and um when adrian sees that you know then He'll tr- he'll trust me to be where I'm supposed to be, and he'll put the ball there instead of like like reading a defense or seeing if I'm going to beat a DB or whatever it may be. You know, he'll trust me to be where I'm supposed to be and be open. And then, you know, just repetition at that. Um, mm. I think I think that's how you develop the chemistry. Yeah, and that's and that's bigger than what people think you know you know like if i have to read a defense and then confirm if you're in the right spot and see if you won the route and that instead of all right i go through my progression whatever it may be and i can have faith that you know oliver's beating that guy or he's Mm -hmm. where he needs to be levi's getting across the middle he's two yards outside the hash at 18 yards like it's that's how detailed the stuff has to be and when those guys do that it's i don't think 
twice about it, and I and I do have faith in these guys and, and in other guys on our squad as well. Yeah, we definitely see that too on the field. Like just the the timing of our of our plays are hitting way way better than last year because I mean we were new last year. We had a bunch of new guys last year playing. So yeah, uh, there's also a bunch of other factors that go into it. But now like this year, like. It's just some of these plays are hitting at, like, the perfect timing, and mm. it's really exciting to see because we didn't get a ton of that last year, like I said, because of a ton of factors. But now that we got the same guys coming, we had uh, some guys come back, and uh, yeah, now we're seeing huge improvement. Yeah, and then, like, <coughs> some of the timing that I've seen in practice is, like, I'll run – some oaky routes, like a five-yard out speed cut, or like a Ohio, which is a 10-yard speed cut out. Mm-hmm. And Adrian's putting the ball on me right when I'm coming out of the break in pretty tight coverage. And it's, like, perfectly placed so the DB can't get to it, which is pretty impressive and I think speaks to the chemistry that we've built a little bit. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. Now, I want to go kind of backtrack a little bit to Oliver. I mean... Obviously, you bring your own unique perspective, and especially being at two Big Ten schools before. Um, I'm just curious, what makes each program unique? What, like, if you could take away one thing from each program you've been to, what would you say about them? Um, for Michigan, I would say, you know, that's a school with a bunch of money. So they've <laughs> yeah. got... One thing, baby. They... they, they <laughs> They've got, like, facilities with all the bells and whistles, like, decked out like that. And I'd, I'd say that's unique to them. Like, facilities, everything's top of the line. Um, for Iowa, uh, Iowa's honestly pretty comparable to Nebraska mm. in terms of facilities and stuff. I'm trying to think of something that, like, <laughs> separates them. Um, Can't think of anything that separates yeah, them. They're yeah, just bland. All right, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question I want to ask these guys that I ask every guest. Yep. Who is the best player you've ever played against? And that's either in game or practice. Um, for me, one player that always comes to mind when people ask me that is Ambry Thomas. He was a cornerback at Michigan. He just got drafted this year. I think in the third round, like a middle round, third or fourth round. But um, that dude in press man coverage was so good. Mm. Um, yeah, because that, that team mm. played a lot of it. Yeah, when, when, when I was there, it was... Essentially. Yeah, it was yeah. Don Brown mm-hmm. manned up with the, with the secondary a lot of the time. And that's kind of how I um, developed my releases and route running against man coverage. But... Ambry Thomas is definitely up there. Dude's crazy fast. He like recovery speed. You could put a nice release on him and he could make that up just like fifty percent of the time. But um and then also Cam Taylor Britt. Dude's a freak athlete. So you know, he, he's out. always good competition. Shout out, Shout out C T. C T's Caleb Tanner, so yeah, we'll just keep <laughs> it <to> Cam Taylor. Oh, <laughs> uh, for me, the toughest player I, or best player I've played against. Uh we did play Oklahoma in like 2018, I think. They had like C.D. Lamb and Jalen Hurts. I'd say C.D. Lamb was just like stuck out to me, just receiver to receiver. He had like 150 yards and like two touchdowns in the first half, and they were up like 
fifty to seven, something like that. <laughs> so guy. I don't think you yeah, he probably would have put up way more. But yeah, were he his was just routes in, just insane? His, like, what was it about him that you could tell on the sideline? Uh, just like the way that he got open. Yeah, like he was he was a uh, crafty, mm. but at the same time, like he had that speed and yep. he was a big a big body. He'd go up and Pretty get it too. Guy. Yeah, he just did everything like really well. And then uh, I have to give a shout out to Chris Trevler. Just playing mm. with him, he's got to be. He's yeah. just a freak, dude. He is a freak. <laughs> so, Chris, he is a, a quarterback. He's on the Cardinals right now. Mm. Um, he played in the CFL, right? Yeah. And, in the, the and did they win? They won the Grey Cup. Won the Grey Cup. Yep. I mean, this guy's like a, a bigger Taysom Hill. Is that fair? Yeah. I, I'd say, yeah, he gets that comparison a lot. He gets it just because of, like, he's a guy who can run and yeah, he's a quarterback. He's, like, pretty shredded from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, throws the ball well, and then, uh, you know, at South Dakota, like they'd get in uh, eight man coverage or whatever, and he'd just take off and run and just <laughs> truck like linebackers over. Like we yeah. played in New Mexico, uh, New Mexico. I was a red shirt, so I was just watching on TV, and he trucked like a linebacker, did a spin move on him, and took it like 40, 50 yards to a touchdown. That's sick. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, yeah, he's probably definitely the one of the best football players, natural mm. football players I've ever seen. Mm. Awesome. Well, I also want to ask about, since both of you are kind of like not too familiar with Nebraska, how was Lincoln as a college town moving here and experiencing all that compared to where have you been, South Dakota, Michigan, and Iowa? How would you compare it? What would you say? I've heard Iowa is pretty nuts. I will say I've heard Iowa City, pretty yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's, it's a wet campus, and that definitely plays a factor. Yeah. You know, it has to. Yeah, Iowa's definitely got that rep for uh, – being a, a party school with like a, a social scene <laughs> um, but you know Lincoln um, I transferred here when COVID was going on so mm. I didn't necessarily get like the full experience yeah. of Lincoln like I haven't like we were just talking about this on the way even here. to this point yeah, yeah like I haven't I haven't even been to an in-person in class in the year that I've mm. been here so I haven't been in downtown Lincoln a ton, but, you know, it's it's like metropolitan, like kind mm-hmm. of a, a city feel, which is cool. And like the Haymarket's pretty cool. Yeah. There's like nice places to eat and stuff. So, you know, I think that's a, a very cool aspect to it. And then um, like the, the actual campus part where there's uh, classrooms and uh, school buildings, um, you know, that's that's pretty much the same across the board yeah. to the schools I've been to. Classrooms and school buildings. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, yeah. South Dakota, like, I'd have to say it's underrated for, like, a college town. Like, yeah. it's only a town it of 10,000. It seems like people 000. have a lot of fun out there. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's a town of 10,000, so, like, the summers when we were the only ones there, mm-hmm. that was, like, just super boring. Yeah, it must be that must have been brutal. Yeah, but like once these, uh, once all my friends came, like college friends and other athletes came back, we had a great time out there. It wasn't like a big city feel, but we had a had a blast, and we all were pretty close. Had a lot of close friends there. Uh, the difference though here is just yeah, like Oliver said, it's like you get the big feeling, the big city feeling, which is. Uh, pretty awesome but yeah i got here during covid too so yeah wait wait until yeah fall when things are normal-ish it's 
it's hard to beat, man. It's 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 super super cool. You you obviously, but from fans' perspective, it's like you can tell when it's a game day. Just looking at downtown, there's everyone walking around. Feel, and, yeah, there's yeah, a different there's, there's feel. Yeah, there's something in the air, and, yeah. and even around campus. Yeah, and, yeah. I I miss that. It's feels like it's been forever since we've had people just actually walking around yeah. on campus and full classrooms and. Yeah, I, I, it was bizarre. Like I had to go in person last year. I was telling these guys because um, I had a couple like uh, capstone. I had a capstone class mm, I had to go yeah. to, and some of the classes like I had to be in person for. But there's no one out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not walking the that feeling. You know, in high school, when you walk the halls and there's a, it's like yeah, packed. You sure. see all your buddies, and one guy's going yep. this way, and it's like, "What's up?" Blah blah blah. Like the. There's probably ten people out there walking, yeah. you know, and I just see the people I've classed with like, oh, what's up? Like <laughs> All right. Check in at the front desk with your dumb little safer community app and, <laughs> and like, no, I don't have COVID. I've been checked. All right, go to class. Um and that's not going away, I guess. That's not no. going away this year, but it seems like people are gonna people are gonna be yeah. here. You know, like we're gonna have our, the stands packed. Like that's it's awesome. I don't even really know how to it's still Still won't feel 100% real until I... Until it actually happens. I'm immersed in it. When we know? start yeah, next when, week, yeah. When we get a full stadium. <laughs> That's something I'm curious about, too. You mentioned that how you, when you say you used to watch college football. Do you guys watch much anyway? I mean, obviously, game days take up all of your time, but let's say you have an 11 a.m. home game, and then you, you're home that night. Do you watch the Saturday night games or whatnot? How much do you actually watch college football? Um, For me... If it's a road game on the way back, like we have little monitors mm-hmm. where we can watch whatever like nationally televised televised games. Um, there's a little bit of me that that's like if we lose, I kind of don't want to watch. Mm, yeah. But I, if if it's in the middle of the year, like it's Big Ten opponent, I always watch a Big Ten opponent. Yeah. Like I'll just I watch it to watch it, no matter what kind of mood I'm in. Mm. And, I, and I'll always be a college football fan. Yeah. You know. What about you guys? For me, like after a game, I I don't watch the college football. I'm a huge NFL fan, though mm, fantasy yeah. football. Facts. So a lot of my football watching is just on Sundays, monitoring my fantasy squad, making <laughs> sure go. that I'm making the playoffs. <laughs> what about you, Ali? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if we have an 11 a.m. or noon kickoff, and um, there's like some bigger games on at night, I'll definitely watch yeah. those. I'm always fascinated to see like how other guys are doing and you know i've i've always enjoyed watching college yeah. football um but like levi watching nfl on sundays i don't do that as much mm. for whatever reason um but yeah i'll 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 watch college football if there's games on at night and we had an earlier game dude fantasy this year is gonna be uh I'm like a, I'm a reigning champ in one of my leagues. Oh, there you go. Uh, we might need to start up. I think Levi and I were trying to start up a league. Yeah, we'll definitely start up a league. Yeah, we, we need to do it soon though because that's that's coming up. Yeah, I don't think you'll win this one though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the league, yeah, I feel like I'm going to for sure. Do you have any? I saw this dude's fantasy team last year. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Cap. Period. Cap. Period. Never saw it once. Did you win your league? Where'd you finish? No. I did not. Where'd you finish? No comment. Where'd you finish? No comment. Next question. Where'd you, yeah. Yeah. W- were you in that one with Kate last year? No comment. Next question. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. This guy. This freaking guy. Let's uh, say, is there any, like, big fancy football nerds in there in the locker room? 
I wouldn't say so. I would say there's a good amount of guys who are just in leagues okay. or in whatever. I wouldn't say there's anyone that's like crazy about it. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't know. But like, I read an article yesterday. That's probably the extent of like <laughs> yeah. what, of what like any big fan is for us. And uh, you're not allowed to put money in. Yep. Not allowed to put money. Nope, never. <laughs> never money, no betting, nothing, no wager, no... No fun. No fun, basically. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm. we got to get something going this year and maybe, like, the punishment for the losers, like cold tub or something, we just toss them in, do yeah. something like that. Yeah, we'll think of something. In the meantime, while they try to create a punishment for fantasy football leagues, we will take a break and come back for the best part of the show, Tweets Unfiltered, and we got plenty of them up ahead. Stay tuned. Best part of the show of Athletes Unfiltered. Tweets Unfiltered with Levi Falk and Oliver Martin. And we're going to start with Levi. You got a good one for us here, apparently. Let's hear it. Yeah. Do we say the the user? Oh, well, let's call him Alex. Okay. Is the user, like, ridiculous? Yeah. Oh, well, then say it. off, yeah. Well, it's not ridiculous. It's just ID Palix. Don't even know what that means. But uh, okay. we'll get to the tweet. All right. So <clears throat> the tweet goes, this is so exhausting. We obviously don't know what the issue is, but the fact that we can't get our four-star playmakers onto the field while Levi Falk is out on there on the field is nauseating. <laughs> and that is the tweet. Period. <laughs> how, do you, how, how does that make you feel, Levi, when you saw that? <laughs> we were like, because you read that one for me before. Yeah. And we were laughing at it. It was... I don't know. We got a kick out of it. No, yeah, it's funny now. It's it's, uh, it's hilarious that people, you know, take that time to tweet that. But you know, probably I think I did see it during the middle of the season. I'm like, damn, these fans do not want me out on the field. (laughs) 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 They do not like what I do. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, there's also some good tweets under there. So oh yeah, evens it out, but. Uh, so you got some love, got some. The bad ones do do stick out, especially with the word nauseating. Yeah, that like a, that. That's, that's a, a pretty one. big word there. Yeah. <laughs> Is it spelled correctly? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oliver, you're, you're next up, and then Levi, you got to find another one. I know there's another one you can pull up. Oh, you know there's another one. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I looked. I looked. <laughs> well, for me, there. <laughs> Just let it rip. Just let it rip, dude. I don't have the tweet pulled up because I, I wasn't able to find it, but I remember when I transferred from Michigan to Iowa, there was a tweet that blowed up a little bit about me transferring that read something like, we don't want hard boners used condoms. T- tell the kid to kick rocks. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that speaks for itself. Wait, hold on. Did I hear that right? What was the beginning part of that? Hard, it was hard is it, a, is it a play on Harbaugh? Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right, just making sure I had that dialed. Hard boners use condoms. That's just foul. Yeah, and you know, the thing that's the thing that's frustrating to me about <clears throat> tweets like that is people don't know the story. They don't. They don't know the situation. Um, like even in Levi's tweet, pe- people. That person doesn't want Levi playing, but he has n- no idea what the situation is. Levi obviously earned to be the starter, yeah. you know? Yeah. This person's not at practice. He's not watching. He doesn't know anything about the situation, but he's going to 
tweet stuff out there like that and it's just annoying yeah it is and, and tag levi or get levi's attention or whatever and it's one of the things i've said before but people love to talk about things that they have they have no idea like what they're talking about <laughs> just to throw it out there just to have an opinion and be like yeah i'm right no you're, you're not dude <laughs> <laughs> you're not or, or like your opinion has no basis you know like there's no there's no reference for what you're saying Right. Yeah, we had, what, 40 practices? No, last year is different. Last year we had, like, 60 practices before the season started. Yeah. And to, to say that, like, we had plenty of time to figure out who the starters were. I mean, 60 practices is a lot of practices. And, yeah, to earn the spot as one of the best receivers on the team and then have this guy just come out not watching one practice or ever just watches a game and tweets that i mean it's just you can't be mad about it because you know he has no idea what he's talking yeah, about yeah yeah but it, it's a little bit of human day, nature too just being right. like oh that's shitty yeah yeah exactly but uh i got another one yeah i'm ready Let's all right it. so about the tweet uh about me coming back from my sixth season <laughs> old man this <laughs> one guy tweeted i don't even want to read his uh name because it's just pointless he says this reminds me of the old man in Dazed and Confused talking about the high school football team. What a joke. You <laughs> 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 said that when you announced you were coming back? Uh, like, I think Husker Football tweeted out something that I was going to return for my sixth year. And then that was like the first response to it. Oh, my oh gosh. <laughs> Freaking brutal. Yeah. But you know, like, now it's like something to laugh about. Yeah, like, no. Like, and, and even then, like, you it's just like, all right, it's funny. You got to own up <laughs> to that one. Like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd much, much rather be playing my six-year football than be working uh, in an office right now. Yeah, like you could, you could be doing anything that you want. Like we, we yeah. had this conversation a little bit the other day, just like you have your degree and you chose to come here, like to come back and play with us and be on this team and – contribute in any way that you can you know like that mm -hmm. you could be doing something else the last thing you need is or care about is someone on twitter yeah exactly saying some whatever some nonsense now give me some insight of what, how fall camp is because i feel like that's like the second most important time of the year aside from the season mm. you have spring ball but that's afterwards and you, yeah yeah give me some insight how fall camp is i would say um it is you know, you hear all the old guys say, you know, like back in my day, we actually practiced with two, two days. We had four <laughs> days, you know. We never took the pads off all day from six to six. So that's not necessarily how it is now. Uh, there are limitations and mm -hmm. there's a certain amount of times you can wear pads, whatever. But it's more about the, the time commitment, you know. Yeah. Like we have early morning practice. I'm waking up at six every morning and going home at eight. 8.30, yeah. and it's like that every day, and you're like uh, maybe four on and one off or five on and one off. Um, and they do different things to navigate the schedule to where, like, there's certain compliance things they have to follow. You know, like yeah. once practice is over, there needs to be a certain amount of time gap before the next meeting or team activity. But mm -hmm. when it's day 11, I'm not going home. I'm, I'm doing treatment. I'm cold tubbing, hot tubbing. I'm stretching. I'm getting ice on my knee. I'm doing something for my shoulder like doing band work or maybe we need to lift today so all right some of that time it, it's like what do you want to put into it like you, you're damn near at the stadium all day and yeah. it's like that for about a month mm. and that's fall camp right, right. <laughs> that's fall camp 
it's what almost like a relief when he gets to the season all um, done with fall camp or how's that yeah, yeah? i mean <laughs> oliver's not in his head yeah and i'd say so but i've always said this and i, I what do you guys think about this i think fall camp is better than spring ball i uh as a receiver, I think I disagree a little bit <laughs> <laughs> just because <clears throat> that day off in between practices and spring ball helps the legs mm, yeah. recover a little bit. So, like, the speed and explosiveness that I need in routes is there more often yeah. in spring ball, I'd say. Fall camp is, uh, you know, it's every day. It's a grind every day, especially for receivers when we just we run routes for – two hours a day yeah. every single day for a month pretty much with a day off a week but um yeah i'd have to go spring ball <laughs> all right i can respect that yeah i don't know for me like being like the old guy now like in year five like spring ball is just kind of like you're not working towards yeah. like the season's you, not you, right yeah, yeah. You, so you, far. you are you are but you aren't yeah, yeah. because like it's a ways away and like yeah. maybe we're using this time to install something else right. or it, there's a different feel to it like freshman year spring ball is like oh man let's, this is where you earn your spot let's go yeah. you know yeah. but really the spots are earned i mean you can yeah. if you're dominant in spring ball you can earn a spot right but the spots are usually earned in fall camp yeah yeah freshman freshman year spring ball is just kind of get your get noticed like okay yeah watch out for this guy in fall camp but yeah once you get older the season's so far away from spring ball where you know, I've done this so many times. Uh, I still love football, but you know what I mean. And then fall camp, though, comes around, and you got the season right around the corner, so that kind of mo- gives you a little extra motivation, mm-hmm. and that gets me uh, – that just is why I would say mm-hmm. I prefer – prefer it over spring ball is because of that extra motivation for the yeah. season right there. The thing I like about fall camp is that it's only football. You know, there's no school – Unless you're one of those psychos who took a five-week class <laughs> right. during fall camp. There's a couple of them, which I don't know what the hell they were thinking. But spring ball, it's like, all right, I'm waking up at the crack of dawn to go to practice, and then I got to shower, <laughs> grab lunch, and do this all in like an hour, maybe an hour, 45-minute 40, span, and get to my whatever class. Right. Screw that, man. Like, I, <laughs> let's, let's, fall camp is football, and that is it. You and know, I, in my time, I'm going to the film room. I'm going to do treatment. It's not like, oh, I, I can't do this because I have to go hop on this online lecture and, like, take notes and yeah. learn about freaking some math equation. Dude, no. I, football, football, football. I, that's what I like about fall camp. Yeah. yeah. And I would say it's, like, it doesn't sound – like it would be but it is pretty stress-free like all we have to worry about is football yeah and there's no other thing that in a way like is stress-free like you're busy with football but it's like that's it it's yeah, all right it takes it's, up your time it takes yeah. up all your thoughts <laughs> like yeah like you're not thinking about anything else because <laughs> right. it's like you just don't have time yeah you're kind of in flow with like you're mm. hanging around the guys all day you're talking football you're playing football yeah yeah it's, it's it has its positives for sure definitely yeah Fall camp has always felt more important from an outside perspective. Like, I'd side more with Levi in terms of spring ball feels like the one big party before you get released from school for the year. Does that mm-hmm. kind of make sense? 
Like I need you to, expl- together. I need you to explain that analogy like, a okay. bit more. I'm so a, when, back in car meetup, at the end of the school year, like middle school, high school, we'd as a class all have like a big party yeah. to kind of like wrap up the year. Then goodbye. We're not going to see you for four months, whatever. Yeah, That's what spring ball kind of feels like. There is a bit of that. There is a bit of that because, yeah, like this year, spring ball ended and then we went on our break. Yeah, coaches and then we go came recruit. back. Yeah, coaches go recruit. Yeah. There's definitely that yeah. element to it. 100%. That's what it always felt like. So it's like spring ball is like, eh. Spring ball is like we're working to the spring game. Yeah. And that that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like you mentioned, everything's earned and decided in fall camp. Really not much is in yeah. spring ball. For the so. most part, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it from us. Oliver, Levi, thank you so much for joining us. Adrian, I thought they were great. Yeah, I agree. You know, they're... Being a little bit of shy guys over there uh, on the pod, but that's all right. Uh, Oliver gets out of his shell once you get to know him. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> there you go. Listening from the wide receiver group, but make sure to follow the pod on uh, social media at ATH Unfiltered. Follow our personals at Martinez the QB and at Exxon Sports both on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling generous. Give us a little donation on Spotify or Patreon for exclusive content. Please subscribe, whatever, do everything. Uh, we're excited to bring you some new episodes, new content coming soon, and uh, really appreciate the listener who takes their time and and uh, is paying attention to us. So thank you. I'll do it. From Adrian Martinez, I'm Jeff Ekstrom. Thank you so much for listening on. We'll talk to you soon. Media Production. Uh-oh.